Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say it's the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care. Cause I'm a woman, phenomenally phenomenal woman. That's me. Poet, dancer, singer, activist, and scholar. Maya Angelou was a world-famous author. She was best known for her unique and pioneering autobiographical writing style. This article is called The Erasure of Maya Angelou's Sex Work History. It was written by Peachington Marie and published February 27th, 2018 on Tits and Sass. That's service journalism by and for sex workers. Dr. Maya Angelou, American Poet Laureate, most famous for authoring I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, passed away at age 86 on May 28th, 2014. Her literary agent, Helen Brand, confirmed the news to press and thus began a worldwide outpouring of grief. The top trending tag on Twitter was R.I.P. Maya Angelou, and at the time of this writing, it is one of four Maya Angelou-related trending hashtags. She is hailed as a national best-selling author, a genius, a spiritual god, grand, and mother. She is lauded as everything black women should aspire to emulate in life. So why is it very few of us know she was a sex worker in her youth? Why is it even in her death, as in her life, it's such a guarded secret. Why was this secret kept by seemingly everyone except Dr. Angelo herself? We can, once again, boil it down to respectability politics and stigma. I am very angry about it. I find myself ruminating, considering, wondering if her work had been talked about as much as her dancing with James Baldwin or even her considerable commanding and lovely height of six feet. What would the sex work community look like today? If we had talked about her wonderful compassion for sex workers, how she never looked down on them, and her refusal to be intimidated by invasive and obnoxious questioning about her sex working past. What would sex workers around the world be saying today in memory of her life? Instead, we read post after post, obituary after tribute, calling her a pimp and saying she had an unsuccessful stint as a prostitute. The most detailed accounts currently online are making sure to emphasize that she spent a, quote, brief stint, a short time in the sex industry so as to, without explicit words, solidify the shame they believe she should have felt, the shame we should feel as well. The media uses inflammatory terms to get clicks and to emphasize the terrible and shameful secret that was, in actuality, never a secret at all. Dr. Angelo herself says she was never ashamed. I wrote about my experiences because I thought too many people tell young folks I never did anything wrong. Who? Moi? Never I. I have no skeletons in my closet. In fact, I have no closet. They lie like that, and then young people find themselves in situations and they think, damn, I must be a pretty bad guy. My mom or dad never did anything wrong. They can't forgive themselves and go on with their lives. So I wrote a book 
Gather Together in My Name. Gather Together in My Name was about Maya Angelou's past as a sex worker. In interviews, Dr. Angelou used the term prostitute to refer to her previous employment without rancor or shame. She spoke candidly to her family about it. She told her mother, brother, and son she would redact the information from the book, but only if they were uncomfortable with it. She had no issue whatsoever with speaking her truth. So why do we not know about it, save for hushed whispers and the occasional salacious reference in reports about and interviews of her. What's so wrong with our beloved and lovely Maya Angelou having been a sex worker and brothel manager? Respectability politics no doubt play a role in the erasure of her history as a sex worker. With a wide brush, details on it have been painted over by those who won't acknowledge such a thing, brushing past it to talk about her awards and accolades. But she had no problem stating plainly, quote, there are many ways to prostitute oneself, end quote. It comes to this, there is no way, in the minds of most people, to have worked as a prostitute and not be ashamed of it. Most people believe there is no way to have held this job, and it is a job, move on to other things and not consider it a seamy life or a shameful secret. To most people, there is no way a woman of Maya Angelou's caliber could ever have performed as a sex worker. The idea just won't gel for them, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Maya Angelou, Poet Laureate, Pulitzer Prize nominee, Tony Award winner, best-selling author, poetess, winner of more than 50 honorary degrees, mother, sister, daughter, wife, National Medal of Arts winner, Presidential Medal of Freedom winner, consummate and powerful woman, artist, and former sex worker. Yes, the woman you love, the woman we all love, the incomparable Dr. Maya Angelou was a sex worker, and she proved in her life and her stories that there's nothing wrong with it. To quote her, Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care, cause I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. Indeed, we are proud of you, Dr. Angelo. Thank you for everything you've so shamelessly shared with us, for your truth needs no shame and deserves acknowledgement, acceptance, and a warm, loving embrace. Words can never express my gratitude to you and my grief at your death. Thank you. Peachington Marie. Peach is a writer and college student living in Kansas. You can read more about that on her Twitter, at underscore Peach. She loves dogs, Jesus, and is a former sex worker. So again, this was published February 27th, 2018 in Tits and Sass. I am going to include a link. I mentioned in a previous episode that I am a sex worker. If it wasn't such a taboo topic, I would elaborate more on it. I'm doing my best to not offend anybody who might be listening, but I do want to make it very clear that I support sex workers. I have a very nuanced opinion overall about sex work because I do believe that it is inherently exploitative, but I do support the people who 
who choose to be sex workers. And I think we need to distinguish the choice from the exploitation. Sex work can be very empowering, and it can also be everything that the stereotypes talk about in terms of the enslavement and being targeted by people who want to abuse and take advantage. So I think it's very interesting that someone who had such a public presence, Maya Angelou, that she was not ashamed of the fact that she was a sex worker. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that she was open about it. And it frustrates me that it's not mentioned more. And that whenever people do mention it, they try to use it in a way to demonize her or they try to flip things around and make it seem like this was something that she was ashamed of when she was not. I would love to talk more about sex work, about my experiences, and what it means to be a sex worker. I will try to shed light on sex work in general through the experiences of other people, and maybe eventually I will share more about my experiences. I wanted to share this episode with you about Maya Angelou because she is an ancestor that I hold in very high regard. I am so proud of her for all of her accomplishments and for everything that she gave to us because I feel that her writing was truly a gift. Her writing has obviously empowered a lot of people, but even if it's just taken as entertainment, it's just beautiful writing. And she is someone who gives me strength in the other areas of my life when it comes to being a sex worker and having someone to look up to who was not only a sex worker, we are all complex beings, but we tend to see people, we put them in these categories. And when someone puts you in the category of sex worker, it generally goes along with some pretty derogatory stereotypes like being uneducated and addicted to substances and things like that. And I have met people who do reflect those stereotypes and I can understand why those stereotypes are there but I've also met a lot of people who are very intelligent people who are very complex individuals and they choose sex work because it is lucrative and interesting and so many other things. Nobody lives a perfect life but a lot of people try to pretend that they do. (laughs) So I think it's interesting when some Someone has the opportunity to pretend that all the negative things in their life or the things that society deems as negative that they should be ashamed of when they're not ashamed of those things. When they say, yes, I have done these amazingly great things, but I've also done these other things that people don't think are great and they are all part of my story. I think there's just something really honorable about that. It just shows that she never tried to put herself in a category above anybody else. Despite all of the recognition that she received for her amazing work, she wanted everyone to know that she was still a person. She was still Marguerite, that woman who was that little girl who had been through a lot and who had grown up into a woman who made some choices that she felt were just part of her life story. But the rest of the world wants to bury some of her life story.
story. And I don't think we should let that happen. I think we should tell the story that people want told. She wanted her whole story told. She didn't want us to only think of her as a writer, a poet, a dancer. She was also a sex worker, and that was part of her story. But there is another article about Maya Angelou that I want to talk about. Poet, dancer, singer, activist, and scholar, Maya Angelou was a world-famous author. She was best known for her unique and pioneering autobiographical writing style. This article focused on Maya Angelou's creative accomplishments, the things that she did in Hollywood, the awards she won for her spoken word albums, and things like that. This article was written by Dr. Kelly A. Spring in 2007 and it was updated in December 2021 by Mariana Brandman. The article was posted on womenshistory.org. I am going to include a link. On April 4th, 1928, Marguerite Ann Johnson, known to the world as Maya Angelou, was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Due to her parents' tumultuous marriage and subsequent divorce, Angelou went to live with her paternal grandmother in Stamps, Arkansas at an early age. Her older brother Bailey gave Angelo her nickname Maya. Returning to her mother's care briefly at the age of seven, Angelo was raped by her mother's boyfriend. He was later jailed and then killed when released from jail. Believing that her confession of the trauma had a hand in the man's death, Angelo became mute for six years. During her mutism and into her teens, she again lived with her grandmother in Arkansas. Angelo's interest in the written word and the English language was evident from an early age. Throughout her childhood, she wrote essays, poetry, and kept a journal. When she returned to Arkansas, she took an interest in poetry and memorized works by Shakespeare and Poe. Prior to the start of World War II, Angelo moved back in with her mother, who at this time was living in Oakland, California. She attended George Washington High School and took dance and drama courses at the California Labor School. When war broke out, Angelo applied to join the Women's Army Corps. However, her application was rejected because of her involvement in the California Labor School, which was said to have communist ties. Determined to gain employment despite being only 15 years old, she decided to apply for the position of a streetcar conductor. Many men had left their jobs to join the services, enabling women to fill those jobs. However, Angelo was barred from applying at first because of her race, but she was undeterred. Every day for three weeks, she requested a job application, but was denied. Finally, the company relented and handed her an application. Because she was under the legal working age, she wrote that she was 19. She was accepted for the position and became the first African-American woman to work as a streetcar conductor in San Francisco. Angela was employed for a semester but then decided to return to school. She graduated from Mission High School in the summer of 1944 and soon after gave birth to her only child, Clyde Bailey Guy Johnson. After graduation, Angela undertook a series of odd jobs to support herself and her son. In 1949, she married Tosh Angelos, an electrician in the U.S. Navy. She adopted a form of his surname and kept it throughout her life, though the marriage ended in divorce in 1952. Angelo was also noted for her talents as a singer and dancer, particularly in the calypso and cabaret styles. In the 1950s, she performed professionally in the U.S., Europe, and Northern Africa and sold albums of her recordings. 
decades. In 1950, African-American writers in New York City formed the Harlem Writers Guild to nurture and support the publication of black authors. Angelo joined the guild in 1959. She also became active in the civil rights movement and served as the northern coordinator of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. That was a prominent African-American advocacy organization. In 1969, Angelo published I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, an autobiography of her early life. Her tale of personal strength amid childhood trauma and racism resonated with readers and was nominated for the National Book Award. Many schools sought to ban the book for its frank depiction of sexual abuse, but it is credited with helping other abuse survivors tell their stories. I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings has been translated into numerous languages and has sold over a million copies worldwide. Angelo eventually published six more autobiographies, culminating in 2013's Mom and Me and Mom. She wrote numerous poetry volumes, such as the Pulitzer Prize-nominated Just Give Me a Drink of Water For I Die in 1971, as well as several essay collections. She also recorded spoken albums of her poetry, including On the Pulse of the Morning, for which she won a Grammy for Best Spoken Word Album. The poem was originally written for and delivered at President Bill Clinton's inauguration in 1993. She also won a Grammy in 1995 and again in 2002 for her spoken albums of poetry. Angelo carried out a wide variety of activities on stage and screen as a writer, actor, director, and producer. In 1972, she became the first African-American woman to have her screenplay turned into a film with the production of Georgia Georgia. Angelo earned a Tony nomination in 1973 for her supporting role in Jerome Kitty's play Look Away and portrayed Kunta Kinte's grandmother in the television miniseries Roots in 1977. She was recognized by many organizations both nationally and internationally for her contributions to literature. In 1981, Wake Forest University offered Angelo the Reynolds Professorship of American Studies. President Clinton awarded Angelo the National Medal of Arts in 2000. In 2012, she was a member of the inaugural class inducted into the Wake Forest University Writers Hall of Fame. The following year, she received the National Book Foundation's Literarian Award for Outstanding Service to the American Literary Community. Angelo also gave many commencement speeches and was awarded more than 30 honorary degrees in her lifetime. Maya Angelou died on May 28, 2014. Several memorials were held in her honor, including ones at Wake Forest University and Glide Memorial Church in San Francisco. To honor her legacy, the U.S. Postal Service issued a stamp with her likeness on it in 2015. The U.S. Postal Service mistakenly included a quote on the stamp that has long been associated with Maya Angelou but was actually written by Joan Walsh Angland. In 2011, Barack Obama awarded Maya Angelou the Presidential Medal of Freedom. That's the country's highest civilian honor. It was a fitting recognition for Maya Angelou's remarkable and inspiring career in the arts. Thank you very much for listening. I have so much more to say on this topic. There are so many more ancestors that I want to honor, and I appreciate you taking the time to learn more about them with me. Thank you so much for listening to Path of a Green Witch podcast.